This is the Bigger Pockets Podcast, show 443. Life is like an egg. If an egg is broken by an outside force, life ends. But if it's broken by an inside force, life begins. You know, great things begin on the inside. You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. What's going on, everyone? It's Brendan Turner, host of the Bigger Pockets podcast, here with my co-host, Mr. David Green. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing really good. We did a fantastic interview today. Yeah, we this did. is one of the best we've done, I think. Yeah, this is a uh, amazing guest, a guy named Jim Quick. You may have heard about him. He's kind of a big deal. Like he's a uh, he, he's like is the guy that like you see him like hanging out with like Will Smith and Oprah and Stan Lee. And I really wanted to ask the, to ask him today on the show. We never got to it, but I wanted him to explain his story of hanging out with Stan Lee. Uh, you know, Stan Lee from like the Marvel comics because. It's just a phenomenal story. So I, here's what I'm going to say. He wrote a book called The Limitless. It, I, I devoured it this weekend. It's amazing. Uh, if you want to hear the Stan Lee story, you're going to have to read the book. So that's my t- tease to get you to read the book because it is so good. Today's uh, show is all about the brain and how to make the brain work better so we can get better things out of life, like our real estate or our wealth or our finances or our business or our family life. But all, like, all of that stuff is improved or hurt by what's going on between our ears. And so Jim is like the guy, like he's the guy in the world for training your brain to work better. So today we cover things like how to read faster with greater comprehension, how to remember more things, how to remember people's names. We talk a little bit about identity on like, you know, the words that we, like how we talk about ourselves. Uh, and, and just, a, we just cover a lot of, a lot of ground today. So I think you guys are going to love this interview, but before we get to that, let's get to today's quick tip. Very simple, quick tip today. Uh, I want you to listen to this show with a pencil and paper, if possible. I mean, if you're driving to work, whatever, that's fine. Don't like turn it off. But if you have the ability to listen to this with a pen and paper, please do it, especially at the end. Jim lays out 10 like final tips in the last like 10 minutes of the show, maybe or 20 minutes of the show. Lays out like 10, like do these 10 things if you want to increase your life, improve your life, uh, because this is what's going to help your brain. Everything from like he actually names like a bunch of foods that you should be eating to uh, just like a lot of good stuff. So the quick tip is listen with a pen and paper if possible. And uh, also, uh, he at the end of the show also talks about uh, he's going to give away one of his books to somebody uh, for sharing this on their social media. So, you know, go listen for that as well. And do all that good stuff. Did you know that short and medium term rentals often offer double the cash flow compared to long term rentals? Well, it's true. And rental retirement just made investing in them easier than before. Now you can buy fully turnkey short and medium term rentals that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed. Maximize your cash flow, appreciation and equity while the rental retirement team takes care of all of it for you. Plus, their creative financing options like interest rate buy downs can get you a rate in the low fives and their investor loans let you buy multiple properties with as little as 5% down, not 20%. 5% down. But why buy with rent to retirement? They're investors just like you and me and rock one of the highest reputations across bigger pockets with more five-star reviews than any other company on our site. And I think that's a pretty big deal. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI33777 to learn more about how you can get started investing in some of the best cash flow markets today. Buy low, sell high. 
buy low, sell high. It's a simple concept, right? But not necessarily an easy concept. Right now, high interest rates have crushed the real estate market. Prices are falling and properties are available at a discount, which means Fundrise believes that now is the time to expand the Fundrise flagship fund's billion-dollar real estate portfolio. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in minutes by visiting fundrise.com pockets. Fundrise.com pockets. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. And now I think it's time to get into this interview with Jim Quick. Anything you want to add before we jump into it? Uh, mostly just that my mind's blown the, how good this guy was. He's kind of yeah. like a personal trainer for your brain. That's what it is. Yeah. Personal trainer for your brain. And I don't think until we talked to him that I ever realized how important it was to have something yeah. like that. So I'm yeah. very excited to bring this to the masses. Yeah. And I don't want people to think of those. Some people might be thinking right now, well, I want to learn how to buy a duplex or I want to learn how to multifamily or raise money. I don't need to learn how to learn. I'm going to skip this episode and go to something else. I just like caution you to like, remember that everything we have, it's our, like our brain drives it. So this is, I would say more important than the tactics of like how to buy that duplex, how to raise money, all that. Like this is the thing that's going to drive every other area of your business. So Listen up. Enjoy this interview with Mr. Jim Quick. Mr. Jim Quick, it is amazing to have you on the show today. It's a huge honor. And I want to just start by jumping right into things and wondering, like, how did you become this guy? Like you, you teach celebrities and movie stars and athletes and um, CEOs all about how do you increase their brain power? Like, how did that happen? Uh, where did that where did that passion come from? Well, you could say my my inspiration was my desperation. If people see me on stage or on YouTube videos. I, I do these crazy demonstrations where maybe I'll have 50 or 100 people stand up in an audience and introduce themselves and I'll memorize all their names. Or uh, maybe they'll give me 100 words or 100 numbers and I'll recall them forwards and backwards in and out of order. And I always tell people afterwards, I don't do this to impress you. I really do this to express to you what's really possible because the truth is every single person who's listening to this, they could do that and a lot more. And you're thinking, no way, I can't do that. But regardless of your age, your background, your career, your education level, your financial situation, your gender, history, your IQ, any of that, none of that matters. There's no such thing as a good or bad brain. There's a trained brain and untrained brain. The reason why I know it's possible is I grew up with some pretty severe learning challenges. When I was uh, five, I was in school and I had a very bad fall, uh, head traumatic, traumatic brain injury. I was rushed to the hospital. And before my parents said I was very, I was very energized, very curious, very playful. He said afterwards, I was just shut down and where it showed up the most was in school. I had a very, very bad focus. I couldn't remember anything. Teachers would repeat themselves over and over and over again. And I would have like this early imposter syndrome where I would just pretend to understand, but I didn't understand anything. It took me an extra three years just to learn how to read. And that was really, you know, when they passed around those books and you get in those circles and that book got closer and closer and closer. I mean, that was just nerve wracking in general. But when it came to me, I would look at it wouldn't mean anything. I would just mm-hmm. pass it on. And so the biggest thing was like when I was nine years old, I was slowing down the class being teased for it. And the teacher came to my defense, but all I remember her saying, she was pointing to me for the whole class and said, that's the boy with the broken brain. Ooh. And I was just like, wow, from there that, that label became my limit, right? As, as children, you're not born with this idea. You're a blank slate, you know, your environment expectations get imprinted on you. And for me, every time I did badly, in school from then on, I would say, oh, because I have the broken brain, yep. you know, that became my inner talk, you know, and so that was a big challenge. And, you know, all the way through 18, you know, I struggled with this and eventually I hit a wall, you know, and I just 
said, this is crazy. You know, school is teaching me what to learn, math, history, science, Spanish, but there are no classes on how to learn. There are no classes on focus, concentration, on study skills, on reading faster, on memory. And I always thought it should have been the fourth R in school. They teach you three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic. Obviously spelling was <laughs> one of them. But what about recall? What about retention? What about remember? Socrates says learning is remembering, right? But you look at a kid and you'll say, study or concentrate, you know, or remember this. But that's like looking at a kid and say, play the ukulele. <laughs> Who's never taken a class on the ukulele. We've never taken classes on these things because school taught us what to learn not how to learn, you know, and, and the school system hasn't improved as much as the world has, you know, that we live in an age of autonomous electric cars, spaceships that are going to Mars, but our vehicle of choice when it comes to learning is like a horse and buggy, you know? And so my mission really is, you know, when you, when my path, you would say my struggle became my strength, you know, and with challenge comes change. And now my mission really is to build better, brighter brains to leave uh, no brain left behind. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So you basically you went from the the person that struggled with learning to the one who's now world famous for teaching it. Can you tell us a little bit about what your transition was like to go from one extreme to the other? Yeah, I don't share this usually in interviews, um, but it, maybe it's useful for people on their on their success journey. Um, when I was eighteen, I learned all these skills. And I turned and transformed my 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 brain and my my grades. First time I ever did anything well. And when you're like that, you can't help but help other people. Right. I believe passion is what lights you up. Purpose is how you take that passion to light other people up. Mm. So my passion quickly became learning where it wasn't before. And my purpose is teaching other people how to learn. And I, but I didn't know how to do it. And I had a lot of money in school. Uh, you know, I had to work all these part-time jobs. And, and I said, oh, well, friends, like, why don't you tutor? You're tutoring us. Why don't you tutor what, you, you know, what, you're, what you've learned to other people? And I was like, okay, I don't know how to do that. But I, when I had that thought, I was walking past a classroom that wasn't being used. And I was like, okay, next week, same time, same place. I'm going to do like a little information session. I'm going to teach, I put five or 10 people in that room and, and teach them speed reading memory uh, tactics. And maybe one or two of them wants to be tutored. Yeah. And I go home and this is my first marketing guys. I, I take a scrap piece of paper and I take a marker. And I write free speed reading memory tips, get better grades, less time, you know, classroom Thursday, seven o'clock. Next morning, I make some photocopies on the way to class, put on some bulletin boards, not a lot. Fast forward to Thursday, seven o'clock, I'm walking there. I'm hoping, I'm getting nervous. I'm like doubting myself. I'm like, oh, I hope five people like show up. I turn the hallway. There's a crowd of people outside the room. And I'm thinking, honest to God, I was like, oh, I hope whatever's going on ends soon so I could do my thing, right? Uh, not thinking why they're there. Um, and then I go there and there's, like mentioned, a crowd there. I can't even get in. I, it's like, what's going on inside? And this guy looks at me. He's like, there's a speed reading class. And honest God, I said, wow, what a coincidence. <laughs> what are the chances? There's another speed reading class, the same room, the same uh -huh. time, the same date. And I, this is like, you can only see what you believe is possible, right? And uh, they say, I'll believe it when I see it, but it's also, you'll see it when you believe it. And I didn't believe it. <laughs> so I went inside, I pushed my way in and there's a crowd of people and lo and behold, nobody's teaching. And it takes my slow brain, it's embarrassing to admit all that time to realize why they're all there. And I count to a head count instead of five people or 10 people, there's 110 people. Oh, wow. And just as background, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm 18 years old. I look really young. There's graduate students, teaching assistants, and I'm phobic of public speaking. I have nothing prepared to say. And I'm phobic of public speaking because I grew up with learning challenges. I couldn't read, as I mentioned, but I taught myself how to read by reading comic books. 
And I felt like my superpower was like being invisible growing up. Because when you feel like you're broken, you don't want to be called on in class. You don't want to give a book report. So I would lie and say I didn't do the book report to the teacher and I would just throw it out on the way out. You know, so that, I was phobic. So I'm freaking out in that room and my heart's beating on my chest. I can't even speak. And I, I leave. I would love to say I didn't, but I, that's the <laughs> truth. And I go to this fountain and something about the water. I don't know about you guys, but like, like showers, water, it just kind of calms you down a little bit. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of like sitting there like meditating and I can't even go back to my dorm room. And my, my friends are gonna make fun of me. And I, I'm doing this walking meditation and I stopped. And I, I was like, I heard this, this voice in my head, it's my mom's voice. And I won't tell you exactly what she said, but it essentially it was like, hey, all these people came out to listen. You something you promised, you're disappointing them, you're disappointing me. And I take one step in another direction. And I've noticed back to the classroom. And it's funny, one step in another direction can completely change your destination or your destiny. Yeah. You know, in Limitless, I have a quote um, from a French philosopher saying, life is C between B and D. B is birth, D is death, C is choice. That I believe these difficult times can define us, these difficult times can diminish us, or these difficult times can develop us. Ultimately, we decide. And one little choice in another direction completely changes your destination. And I would remind everybody that these small, simple steps that you could take that we're going to talk about in this conversation, just one of them could unlock an incredibly different future, right? And sometimes when we're working or persevering, we don't see the doors that, this, that, that your perseverance and your learning is going to unlock, but it's there, it's coming. And so I go back to the, the classroom and I don't remember for two hours what I said, and that's tough to say as a memory expert, but after I'm done, I remember I was like, I don't know how to help everybody, but I need about 10 hours to teach you when I know I could spend two hours a week for the next five weeks. I get $30 an hour. That's what I got teaching tennis when I was back in high school. And, um, and I'll be in the student center tomorrow to answer your questions at noon. And I promise you guys, all these people just stood up and left. Nobody talked to me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so, I'm, I have these two overwhelming emotions. Number one, totally confused. Yep. Like what just happened and total exhaustion. Have you guys ever done something you never thought you could do? It's like a big, big fear. And then you do it. And then afterwards, I yeah. like emotionally, mentally, physically spent. And I end up falling asleep on the floor, right on the carpet. And I get woken up the next morning, looking up at the next class coming in the morning, really embarrassing, drooling on myself. And I run back, you know, to my dorm room, shower, go to breakfast, go to class, 12 o'clock comes. I was like, oh, I promised that I'd be there to answer questions. I'm going running the student center, hoping one person shows up, just one. And I get to the student center. There's a crowd of people there, same crowd. And after not even two hours, nine, 71 people, wow. 71 of those 100 kids signed up for a program that didn't even exist yet at $300 a person, $30 an hour times 10 hours. Because I didn't realize that kids could go to an ATM machine and take out $300 cash because <laughs> I, I didn't have an ATM card. And now I'm not even 19 years old and I have $21,000 cash in my backpack. And what do I use it for? Part of it, I used it for food because I was very underweight and wasn't eating really well. Um, but the other, most of it, I used to feed my mind. You know, I, I read this uh, quote a long time ago. It said, don't let school get in the way of your education. Yeah. Mark Twain quote. But I just thought I, I started using my money and invested in my own education, learn every speed reading, memory, adult learning theory, you know, every ancient, everything I could to further my career. The reason why I'm here with you today is one of those students she was a freshman in college, read 30 books in 30 days. Mm. Now just kind of get that. If you have books on your shelf you haven't read yet, go to Amazon, pick 30 books and you read it, not skim or scam, but really absorbed it. And I wanted to find out not how, I know how I taught her. 
I want to know why, like what's her motivation? And I found out her mother was dying of terminal cancer and doctors gave her mom just 60 days, two months to live. And the books she was reading were books to save her mom's life. And I wished her luck, said prayers. Uh, we said prayers together. And then six months goes by and I get a call from this young lady. She's crying, she's crying, crying. And when she stopped, I found out the tears of joy that her mother not only survived, but is really getting better. Doctors don't know how, they don't know why. They called it a miracle. Yeah. But her mother attributed 100% to the great advice she got from her daughter who learned it from all these books. And in that moment, I realized something, that if knowledge is power, learning is your superpower. That if knowledge is power, learning is your superpower. And it's a superpower we all have. And that's that moment I dedicated my whole life to showing people how to unlock that superpower inside of them. And you know that's what I really believe we're here to do, that we're here to the life we live or the lessons we teach. You know, we all have this genius inside of us. It's just our brains doesn't come with an owner's manual. You know, it's not user-friendly and we're not taught in school how to access it. And so I made that my mission in life. That's amazing, man. Really, really good stuff. Okay, so I want to get into some more like tangible stuff here. Um, Like specifically, maybe we could cover like reading, uh, like memorization, uh, you know, stuff that we can do to improve our brain, obviously, today. So why don't we start with reading the first thing? Like, um, why do people, the question I have is why do people struggle so much with reading, reading fast, understanding what they're reading, and how can they improve both their speed and comprehension? I'll give you a reason why it's a challenge when it comes to actually reading is uh, subvocalization. Subvocalization, meaning it's like, uh, have you ever, when you're reading, notice you hear that inner voice inside your head? Yeah. Hopefully it's your own voice. It's yeah. not like somebody else's voice. The reason why it's a challenge that they call it subvocalization. If you have to say the words inside your head, you can only read as fast as you could speak. That means your yeah. reading speed is limited to your talking speed, not your thinking speed. But we could actually think a lot faster than we could read. Like how many people do you know listen to a podcast or an audiobook at faster speed? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And they can understand it, but they can't speak that fast. You know, the challenge is a lot of people, they uh, they feel like in order for them to understand it, they have to say the words because the way they learned. The teacher said, sit quietly by yourself, you know, like read quietly to yourself, read silently to yourself. And that's where you took that external voice and you internalize it's been there ever since. So how do you get over some of these obstacles? One thing I would say to help everybody here be a better reader that will instantly boost your reading speed and focus will be to use a visual pacer. So when you read using a visual pacer, and a visual pacer could be something as simple as using a pen or a highlighter, a mouse on a computer, your finger, probably the easiest because you always carry yep. it with you. Underlining the word, not skipping anything, will boost your reading speed 25 to 50% across the board. Just trying it, just trying it even now. I'm not taking the time here, but if everyone just picked up a book, read for 60 seconds how they normally would read, count the number of lines, and then continue reading with your finger, just underlining, not touching the screen, not touching the paper, Mm -hmm. but just right above it, using your eyes and just kind of pacing back and forth, that can count the number of lines in 60 seconds with your visual pacer. That second number would be about a 25, 50% lift, which is incredible, right? How many people would love to get 50% on their investments, you know, last year, right? But reading takes time and time is time is money, right? And so using this will help not only with your speed, because a lot of times people are slow because they back skip, they reread words you know, which is really bad habit. So this gets you to go through the information. And because you have better focus, you tend to understand the information better and also retain it better also as well. You know, I actually, in my Instagram profile, I just put a link there. I'll make sure it's there at the time of this broadcast where they, people could take a free masterclass, absolutely free. They just bring a book online, schedule it, 
do it and I'll walk you through this process. That makes sense. I, I think like when I was younger, I used to read, yeah, like every single solitary word on the page. Uh, and today, like even reading your chapter on speed reading in the book, like I realized I, I do a lot of that. And so like my speed, like, I mean, I probably read, I don't know, 500 words a, a minute now because like I, I'm using that exact same philosophy and that's that exact same thing. And it really works. Yeah, The average person reads about 200, 250 words per minute. And if you could do something at 500 words a minute, that means when the average person has to read about four hours a day. Just think about all that, what you have to process in a day, not just books, but email, social media, like all that reading. If you can save two hours a day, like you're doing over the course of a year, that's like 730 hours. Yeah. Even if you save one hour a day over the course of yeah. a year, 365 hours, how many 40 hour work weeks is that? Like nine, yeah. get over two months of productivity, saving one hour a day and something ubiquitous like reading. You know, and so that's an incredible advantage in today's economy. Yeah, it's hundred percent, hundred percent. I want to shift to one more, one more topic, and that is uh, the idea of memory. Like, in other words, like how to remember more things, like people's names. You know, in real estate, especially, like we're always networking, talking to people, trying to put together deals. And I am, I, I, I there's an I am statement, right? I'm terrible at remembering yeah. people's names. I've always, I've said that for yeah. years, and as a result, I am terrible at remembering people's names. Uh, and so I just, I'm like yeah. the guy that will never say somebody's name, right? I'll be like, Hey, bro, <laughs> what's up, dude? Uh, because even people I know, I'll like hardly ever say their name just in case I screw that up and I don't want them to think bad about me. Yeah. So what tips you have for that? Yeah, we, 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 we want to erase that for sure. You know, like I believe that a name is the sweetest sound to a person's yep. ears. We've heard that, you know, like through the ages and, uh, and what's the message we send to somebody when we forget their name? You don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that we don't, they don't matter, that they're not important. And it doesn't, and really people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. But if we're, if we're communicating to them, like we don't care enough just to remember their name, how are we going to show where somewhere they care for their future, mm-hmm. their family, their finances, their property, whatever it is we have to offer them if we don't care enough just to remember them. And here's the thing, people remember people who remember them. Mm-hmm. So it's not even just, what, it's, not, it's what you know, right? The success is three things. Success is what you know. So that's why learning faster is, is such an advantage, but it's also who you know, right? And who you remember, but it's not only that, it's also who knows you, right? And when you could walk into a room and meet 20 strangers and leave saying goodbye to every single one of them by name, who are they all gonna remember? They're gonna remember you, right? And that's a standout skill. That It's such a rarity nowadays uh, because everybody suffers from digital dementia, yeah. meaning like you put everything in your phone, it keeps your to-dos, your calendars, I mean, how many phone numbers do you have in your, how many phone numbers did you guys know growing up? Yeah. yeah. Like how many phone numbers a did lot. you use? Yeah, to know? a ton. A yeah. lot. How, how many phone numbers do you know? Like right now, the current numbers? I, don't, I know my wife's number. That's it. That's right. It. And most people even don't even know yeah. that. Right. <laughs> and so, and not that and here's the thing, because I train at Facebook at Google and Nike space, I call these places at Google outs. I'll say this. And they're like, well, Jim, why do I have to remember, you know, all this, I, we created the search engine you might've heard of, you know, they're organizing the information. But here's the thing, we talked about your life is a reflection of all the decisions you've made to this point, but we can only make a good decision based on information that we know. And that presupposes we remember it, right? And that's why forgetting things could cost us a lot. You know, I'm, I'm very passionate about this because I lost my grandmother to Alzheimer's, mm. right? And to dementia, and she was my caregiver growing up as a child because my parents, you know, had all these jobs and everything. So we donated 100% of the proceeds of this book to Alzheimer's oh, research wow. and then to build schools for children in need. 
hundred uh, percent. We just did another 50 K for pencils of promise, built the higher school classrooms, teachers, everything, because that that's our mission in, in doing this, right. And the work that we do, but going back to the power of your memory, memory is not just remembering facts, figures, foreign languages, as we talk about in the book, it's a memory about remembering your life. You know, it's about remembering your loved ones. You know, if you have anyone got, you, you know, somebody who has dementia or Alzheimer's, when you lose your memory, it feels like they're losing like their humanity. Yeah the thing that binds their world, you know, our world together. So what I've discovered is there's no such thing as a good or bad memory. There's a trained memory and an untrained memory. And this book is endorsed by like the, 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 the director of the Cleveland Clinic Center for Brain Health, right? The top Alzheimer's researcher at Harvard University. I, I train at these institutions and we found that one third of our memory is predetermined by genetics and biology but two thirds is in our control. Mm. So what I would love to do is tell you about that two thirds that will move the needle for all of us, especially to be able to remember names, to remember this client information, right? Product information, property information, and so on. So here are three keys to a better memory, everyone. And, and if they can take notes because there, there's a learning curve, but there's also a forgetting curve. So this is kind of like a little masterclass on, on a, like a big brain upgrade for everybody. But within two days, the forgetting curve says that you're going to lose upwards of 80% of something you hear once, mm. which is tragic guys, right? Yeah. You hear a podcast, you read something within two days, 80% of it could be gone. And so how do you mitigate that through these techniques and start by taking notes, right? So everyone remember mom, if you want a better memory, M-O-M, and I'm gonna pull out the acronyms and a lot of them, ready? Let's say somebody has trouble remembering names, right? So Brandon, you have your trouble remembering names, so you like, and that's 90% of the population, yeah. right? But let's say there was a suitcase, $10 million cash for you. It's from Ed Milet. For you or your favorite <laughs> charity, if you just tax-free, if you just remember the name of the next stranger you meet, right? Who's going to remember that person's name for $10 million? Yeah, cash? for sure. Like cash. For sure. Everybody. Everybody listening is going to be able to do that. Now, how come they're all, everyone's a memory expert all of a sudden? Or before they said they're horrible with names? It's, it's because what technique did you use? Nothing. The M in mom stands for motivation. Right. And I really do believe that a big part of success is understanding your own motivation and the motivation of the people around you, motivating your team, motivating for your kids, uh, could be motivating a, a prospective client to buy something. Right. And so motivation, when we, when we talk about a whole section of the book, the key to overcome procrastination, everything fundamentally motive for action is your why. So ask yourself, why do I want to remember this person's name? Simple thing like asking yourself, why do I want to remember the person's name? Maybe to show the person respect. Maybe it's to do a deal. Maybe it's to practice these things I learned, you know, on this podcast. Because if you can't come up with a reason, you won't get the results. Reasons reap results, right? If you, if, and I'll tell you, like, if, if somebody's listening to this and they are making excuses and they are complaining, you know, where's your why? You know, what, what's tapping your, your heart? What's your purpose? Who's counting on you to play your A game today, right? And sometimes we disassociate. We try to distract ourselves by, you know, whatever, you know, whether we eat or we watch or whatever. But the reality is, here's, here's something. I'm going to drop a couple of names here, not to name drop, but, uh, <laughs> but because it'll be memorable for everybody. Um, years ago, I get a call. There's a big fight. You guys know it. It's uh, Mayweather Pacquiao. And um, I get a message from um, Sylvester Stallone. And he's like, do you want to watch the, uh, the match together? I'm like, do I want to watch like the biggest, <laughs> you know, like boxing match in history with Rocky, uh, definitely. I go to his home and I'm sitting on his couch and get this, I'm sitting here 
And Sylvester Stallone is sitting right next to me. And to his left on the other side is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, wow. Now, I swear to God, if somebody took a picture of that couch, people would be like, who photoshopped that Asian dude <laughs> like, in that picture? Because it just doesn't belong, right? But I watched, you know, all the, all the imagine and everything. I was like, you know, and, you know, you guys saw it. It was, it was what it was. But then I was just like, I, what does it take, guys, to be like that good? You know, $300 million, like playing. What, what's it take to be a champion? And I'll always remember what Arnold said. He said, Jim, the difference between a champion and an amateur is a champion is willing to push past the pain period. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, that's interesting how you talk, you talk about pleasure and pain. Because I remember asking uh, Stallone right after that about something I was, he asked me what I was working on. And I told him about a project and I said, should I do it? And he had the same languaging. You know, he said, will the rewards or the pleasure be worth the pain? Right. And you think about building a muscle or anything else, and it's always those last reps that we least want to do, but we get the most growth out of. And sometimes finding your reason will give you enough purpose to get through those hard times to develop grit. So purpose. So motivation, first thing, I want to remember something I read or listen to on a podcast or someone's name, ask myself why. Right. And then if you don't come with reason, you probably shouldn't be doing it or you're definitely not going to get the results. The O in mom. If people are watching us on YouTube, yeah, yep, yep. Okay, okay. So, so do this with me, guys. Shake out your hand like this. Okay, you guys, both both of you, like, shake out your hand, just and uh, make a fist, and then put it to your chin. Yeah, <laughs> where, where, where's our where's our chin? <laughs> oh yeah. And it's funny because like, and I do it in audience. I, I to people listening on audio, I put it to my cheek. Yep. <laughs> but it's interesting <laughs> because the O in mom. Uh, stands for observation. Mm. And a lot of times people blame their retention when they forget a name. When it's not your retention, it's us paying attention. The art of memory is the art of attention. The art of memory is the art of attention. But often we're not really listening to somebody. We're thinking about how we're going to respond mm. to problems. We're, we're waiting for our turn to speak, mm. right? And even if you write down a simple word like listen and scramble the letters, it spells another word perfectly. It's like a brain teaser. It spells the word silent. And I feel like a lot of people, they don't want even family friends. They don't want our, our gifts, but they want our presence, right? And I think those that I've noticed that have a powerful presence, they also have an incredible memory because they're powerfully present. And so their incredible memory and their powerful presence comes from being powerfully present with people. And who could do that? You know, we could all do that and, and, and show the person, you know, more presence and that people feel that. Right. Maya Angelou, the, the famous poet, she said, people will forget what you say. They'll forget what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. You know, so the O is observation. So your motivation, observation, and the last M and mom methods, methods for doing it. And I put it last only because you want to just tap 80% of success. I don't know what you'd be found in your industry is, is really that is psychology for sure. Right. It's that mindset is their drive and motivation. You know, the mechanics, people know. I mean, how many podcasts people have listened to to know yeah. how to do this or even how to have six-pack abs? I mean, it's not like like the methods are clear, yep. but common sense is not common practice, right? Because knowledge, you talk about lies. Another lie is knowledge is power. And it's not. At best, knowledge is potential power. It only becomes power when we utilize it. But the truth is all the podcasts, all the books, online programs, all the coaching, none of it works unless we work. And so the methods are really simple. I'll give it to people right now and you can write them down. I'll give you 10 tips for a better brain. And this this will be worth it right here. I feel like that if people just got this part of it, it could change everything. It could take you to the next level of your learning and also your life. 
So remember I said two thirds of your memory is predetermined by genetics. I mean, is by lifestyle, is in your control. I'm gonna share with everyone really quickly, 10 keys for having a limitless brain. And again, when you upgrade this, this software here, this operating system, you could, everything in your life improves, not just the, your financially, but all the treasures of your life. So what I'm gonna ask everyone to do is turn this into an assessment. You know, I believe self-awareness is a superpower and that it rate yourself on a scale of zero to 10, how much energy are you putting to these 10 things? All right, I'm gonna give you everyone 10 quick tips for having a better brain. And I promise people a difference also in, in a better life. All right, so the first one is a good brain diet. Mm. All right, so on a scale of zero to 10, how good is your diet? Now, people could search this and I teach people how to memorize these lists and everything else like this online. We have our own podcast and we have you know, like, you know, all these downloads for it. But I would say that some of the most famous ones in the area of neuronutrition, avocados, blueberries, I call them brain berries, broccoli, olive oil is good for the brain, eggs if your diet allows, the choline in eggs, good for your brain, green leafy vegetables like kale and spinach, uh, wild salmon, sardines, your brain's mostly fat, so those fish oils are big, um, turmeric, and you know, uh, helps to lower inflammation, you make like an almond milk with turmeric, it's just, it's really good for you. Uh, walnuts, good for the brain, looks like a human brain, and uh, dark chocolate, not milk chocolate, but dark chocolate's good for your brain. Number two, besides a good brain diet, on the opposite side, the things that are bad, processed foods, you know, fried foods, high sugar foods, really bad for the brain. Um, what you eat matters, especially for your gray matter. So zero to 10, how good your, your brain diet. Number two, we've talked about killing ants. Killing ants is actually clinically proven to be good for your brain. Ants, obviously, is an acronym. I got this from Dr. <laughs> Daniel say Amen. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Dr. Daniel Amen, who wrote uh, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. Ants stands for automatic negative thoughts. Mm. So on a scale of zero to 10, how good and positive encouraging are your thoughts? And I would just remind everybody thoughts are things that if you think you can, think you can, either way, you're yep. right. Henry Ford said that. So that's zero to 10, 10 being great. Uh, third one, exercise. This is a big one. Um, and I'm just being like, CrossFit three times a week or Pilates, whatever, moving. We're, we're stuck behind screens all day. They say sitting is a new smoking, no judgment, but it's just, we're not getting the movement. And they, you know that, you know, Steve Jobs was famous for doing these walking meetings, very creative, right? You know, come up with solutions. We know as your body moves, your brain grooves. That if you listen to this podcast um, or an audio book, when you're on something like going on a walk on the beach or walking in the park or something elliptical that's rhythmic, you'll actually retain it and, and, uh, and understand it better, right? When you move, you create brain-derived neurotropic factors, fancy words, BDNF, which is like fertilizer for, for your brain. So on a scale of zero to 10, how much are you moving? I recommend every 30 minutes, an hour, just get up and just stretch. Do some jumping jacks. What's good for your heart, it's going to be good for your head. So number four, brain nutrients. And I always prefer you get your nutrients from food. But um, talk to your health practitioner, nutritionist, functional medicine doctor, get a, a nutrient profile. But because if you're lacking certain key vitamins and minerals, your brain's not going to be working at best. The number one nutrient, I would say, omega-3s, DHA. That's uh, what we talked about, that uh, fish oh, out, yep, yep. right? So your essential fatty acids, omega-3s. That's number four. All right, the rest really fast. Number five, positive peer group. And th you've heard yeah. this. Many of your, uh, your guests have talked about this you are the average of the five people you spend time with. I'll tell you from a brain perspective why that's true. We have these things called mirror neurons. Mirror neurons are your, like a mirror imitates. And so if you ever notice like 
people who have been together for a long time, they tend to look like each other. And because they start adapting the same gestures, the same language, the same habits and behaviors. Um, I always tell people to watch W-A-T-C-H. W stands for words. We start using the words of the people around us. A, actions. The T, thoughts. Thoughts are things. C, your character. And H, your habits. First, you create your habits. Then your habits create you. You create your habits of moving and breathing and hydrating and meditating. And those habits create you back. Um, but we start adapting, adopting those five things from the people around us too. So that's why they say, if you spend time with nine broke people, be careful because you're <laughs> in number 10. Yep. And so who are we spending time with? And sometimes our friends and family are the ones that pull us down because we give them the power to do so. It's not necessarily true, like, but they maybe have good intentions. They don't want you to get hurt. They're like, why well, you always listen to that podcast with those two guys or like writing those books or whatever. But maybe they have good intent. They don't want you to get your hopes up. They don't want to lose you because you're growing. But the truth is like they can be sincere, but they can be sincerely wrong too, right? And so monitor your positive peer group. We all need people to encourage us, challenge us, cheerlead for us. And if you haven't found that person yet, be that person for somebody else, you know, especially be that person for yourself. So that's number five, zero to 10. Because if you're around energy vampires, people stealing your dreams, stealing your energy, you know, you're still, you're going to be stuck. Number six, clean environment. Your brain loves a clean environment, meaning that when you make your bed, I have this uh, video, millions of views. It's just Jim Quick's morning routine. Oh, really? Very popular podcast episode that I do. Tim Ferriss has his, Oprah has hers. Mine is about getting your brain right and different things I do in the morning to don't take a lot of time you do with your kids, but making your bed, right? Because you train the first thing, excellence, and then you take that excellence into other things in terms of your calls. It's like how you do anything, how you do everything. Exactly. And excellence is a habit. And also clean environment. Your brain loves that clean environment because imagine you come back at the end of the day to well-made bed, you come back to success, right? In the military, you know, you make that bed impeccable. Like it's, it's like centimeters and angles, right? Yep. And so we take that same level of discipline and pride into other things we do. So clean environment, um, you clean your desktop, all of a sudden you're, you have clarity of thought, right? Everything's where it needs to be. Number seven, big one for everyone, sleep sleep. All right. Because how's your brain the next day when you get a bad night's sleep? How's your focus? How's your ability to make good decisions to solve problems? How's your memory? So prioritize your sleep in the book. We talk about extensively how to optimize your sleep. Um, it's where you clean out plaque that leads to brain aging challenges like Alzheimer's. It's where you consolidate short to long-term memory, your long-term memory issues, check your sleep. It's also where you dream. You're like, do you, do you know, like Paul McCartney created yesterday in his dream? Oh, no way. Like, uh, like, yeah, um, like Mary Shelley created Frankenstein in her dream, right? Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Like your dream is, your dreams, your brain doesn't shut off at night. That's why the first thing I do is I remember my dreams in the morning. But I show people how to do that and be able to find that free online also as well. Um, and then finally, after sleep, eight, nine, and 10, eight, brain protection, right? Protect your brain. Even though I love competitive sports and UFC and everything else, I'm just like, oh man, that guy's brain is getting like, those concussions aren't good for your brain. It's very resilient, but it's also very fragile. And so wear a helmet on a scale of zero. I had three traumatic brain injuries before age of 12. So, you know, it's just take care of your brain. And then finally, nine and 10, nine is new learnings. And, um, you know, I, people ask what's the through line behind all success. I mean, these people are dedicated to lifelong learning. You know, they're avid readers. I just did a instant story with Will Smith, who did the cover quote for the book. And, uh, and I was like, what's two things you do to keep you at your best? And he was like, he's like, I run, and I read, I have to do something physical and something mental every single day. And I would say the human beings are the ultimate adaptation machine. We adapt to stress. 
we adapt to challenge. With challenge comes change and to challenge yourself each day, especially with your learnings. There's a study done on longevity with these nuns. They were living 80, 90 and above. They said the secret to longevity, half of it was their emotional faith, their gratitude, but the other half, they were lifelong learners. And because of it, it added years to their life and life to their years. It was on the cover of Time Magazine. Uh, the city is called Aging with Grace. Very, very beautiful. A lot, a lot of faith there. So that's number nine. And finally, 10, stress management. All right. If we could talk about this, what's going on with the world and chronic stress <laughs> tricks your yeah. brain. It puts you in fight or flight or freeze, but you're not going to build your real estate empire. You're not going to get to the next level if you're just stressed all the time because you're, you're flight or freezing, right? And, um, and so what are you doing to cope with stress on a scale of zero to 10? How well are you coping? My go-to is like 10, 20 minutes of meditation. People are like, I don't have 20 minutes to, then you need to, if you don't have 20 minutes, you have to meditate for like an hour. Then you're like, <laughs> so, so busy like that. And meditation just by the way, and I talk about my process in there online, you can find it quick meditation. It's not about controlling your thoughts. That's what people think it is, but you can't control your thoughts anymore. You control your heart from beating, yeah. right? The goal is not to control your thoughts. The goal is not to let your thoughts control you, right? And when you're quiet and you focus on your breath or some kind of word or mantra, you exercise your focus, right? You bring it back to, you know, from what, the world of distraction. And that shows up when you need to read or when you need to do sales calls or presentations or investor meetings and so on. So those are 10 keys for having a limitless brain. And you can do all of them. But if you're neglecting your sleep, you're not going to get, you're going to wonder why you're not getting the results. If you're around like a lot of energy vampires or eating a big processed meal and you're in a food coma, you know, like everything has to, everyone wants to know what the magic pill is. There's no pill, but there is, there is this process. That's so good, man. That's so good. That's one of those. Yeah. I want everyone to rewind the last five or 10 minutes here and listen to those 10 again, put those into practice. You will be a different person. You talked about earlier, Jim, like just this, like when you, you see, I used your name there. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But I had this fear for half a second. Like, Oh, what if I got his name wrong? It happens. Uh, but like you mentioned, like if you would have taken a step in the other direction, you would have ended up somewhere totally different, right? Like I I like to think if you put those 10 things into practice right now, and none of them are super complicated things, there's like good advice. Like if you put that in five years from now, you're going to be a completely different person. Uh, It's it's amazing what those little changes will do. Very cool, man. You know, I think something I really like about what you shared, Jim, is you talk about the brain very similar to how athletes talk about the body. If, if I didn't know that you were speaking about the mind and I was just listening to this podcast, I could absolutely believe that you were talking about ways you break down muscles and they build up stronger and form your body to form specific functions, right? By the way that you train yourself and the way that we respond, challenge brings change. You have to put yourself under stress and you will adapt. Yeah. I, I think it's fascinating and it's an incredibly empowering concept that if you don't like your body, we all know you can change it. And that's because it can be seen. Well, you can't see what your brain is doing, but you can see the results that come from it. And this is very similar. I I love that so much. That's such a powerful observation, David, because it's one of those things. Like I wear a brain. People watch this on video. I have a brain on my shirt, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. And I always have this in any, like most photos, everything. And the reason why I do is because you're exactly right. What you see, we tend to, it's in our awareness. Because if it's in our awareness, we tend to take better care of it. You know, so some people could see, you know, their, 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 their skin, they can see their car, they can see their clothes, whatever you see, you tend to, you know, take care of, but we don't see the thing that controls everything. So I always kind of wear these shirts, um, just, you know, you wear your emotions on your sleeves, maybe you wear your genius on, on your chest, but I, I, absolutely people have been calling me a brain coach from, you know, for, for years. And it's like, wow, that that's, that's really accurate. 
because a personal trainer was a personal mm-hmm. trainer do yeah. mm-hmm. they, they get your muscles they get your body stronger fitter more agile more energized more flexible well i want your mental muscles to be stronger mm-hmm. more energized greater endurance more 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 flexible also as well i want it to be faster and these mental muscles and so i like to take people to the uh, mental gym if you will and so and the, and, the, and the brain is part of the body right it works the brain is it acts, it's an organ, but it acts more like a muscle, mm. right? And, you know, it says here, use it, my, my shirt says, use it or lose it. Yep. But if yep. I put my arm in a sling for six months, yep. it wouldn't grow stronger. It wouldn't even stay the same. It would, it would yeah, atrophy. atrophy grow weaker. And that's where people's cognitive decline comes from. Usually when they graduate school, because then they think, oh, my learning is done because my mm. education is done. There's a dip. And when they retire, because often when people retire, they retire their minds, Mm. also as well. And then their body's not far behind. That's such a good point. Cause most of our bodies do fall apart at old age. We, yeah. we got out of the sport we played or we got out of whatever mm-hmm. we were doing. We got in a relationship, we got content. You let your body fall apart. Yeah. It would make sense. The mind would do the same thing. So, yeah. 100%. well, thank you, Jim. I mean, this has been, pardon the pun, mind blowing to get to talk <laughs> to you here today. And some of the information you shared for people that are at the edge of their seats and they just want to know more, where, where can they find out more about you? Um, for podcast listeners, we have our own podcast. Um, it's 15 minutes long and you can just search Jim quick, uh, on your podcast app and you'll, you'll see it there or you can go to quick brain. Most people go to quick brain. You just have to spell it right. Quick really is my last name, but it's spelled K W I K brain.com. And there they'll also get access to videos where I'll take people on stage and show you how I remember their names through different techniques. That's awesome. Um, and then on, uh, the book limitlessbook.com, if you're interested, or you like to read audiobook, ebook, or print book on limitlessbook.com. We donate the proceeds to charity. And so it's just like an owner's manual for your brain. And uh, and then the last thing is on social media. If, if we're connected, I would challenge actually everybody here to take a screenshot of whatever you're watching or listening to. I'll give you the last brain hack. If you want to learn any subject or skill faster, and I, we already talked about is the ultimate advantage. You can apply, you can learn faster, you apply that there's money, Mandarin, martial arts, music, everything gets easier, right? Uh, you know, mobile home, everything gets easier. So what you could do is learn it with the intention of teaching somebody else. All right. Because yes. they call it the explanation 100%. effect. The explanation effect says that if you learn something to explain it to somebody else, you'll learn it twice as well. And so I encourage everyone to take a screenshot of this episode, you know, and, and tag the three of us um, on social media and post it. And then, but also post what you got out of this one thing you're going to do for a limitless brain. What's one thing? Maybe it's that brain food. I'm going to go out and get some of the dark chocolate or avocados. Maybe I'm going to just troll a little bit more of my thoughts. Maybe I'm going to do 10 minutes of exercise a day, you know, just to kind of break it up, some jump ropes and jumping jacks. Maybe I'm going to get those, those brain vitamins, those omega threes. Maybe I'm just going to kind of like, as we start, you know, another month or whatever, I'm going to kind of unsubscribe to the negativity of some of these peer groups, you know, that I, you know, that I'm in, or maybe I'm going to clean my room, <laughs> maybe small, simple steps. Remember this little by little, yeah. a little becomes a lot, right? Inch by inch. It's a cinch. Yard by yard is too hard. You don't have to do everything, just, just something. And so post it, tag us in it. And uh, that way I, I get to see it and I'll repost some of my favorites and I'll actually send a copy of the book to one person just That's as awesome, a thank dude. you, just as a thank you. You know, because I, I really appreciate anyone who watches this. I know you have a very, you know, dynamic community. Uh, everyone here is already a lifelong learner. They wouldn't be listening to this, you know, if they weren't. And I believe that we're all on this journey together, you know, and the journey we're on together is to reveal and to realize our fullest potential. And I believe there's a version of you that you haven't met yet. And our goal is to keep showing up until we're introduced to that person. 
you know, I always tell people it's the most quoted thing I say on like Twitter and everything, but life is like an egg. If an egg is broken by an outside force, life ends. But if it's broken by an inside force, mm. life begins. Mm. You know, great things begin on the inside. You know, I believe everybody's listening. You know, if you're listening to this, you have greatness inside of you. You have genius inside of you. And, you know, now's the time to let it out. You don't want to downgrade your dreams to meet this current situation. You want to upgrade your mindset, your motivation, your skills to be able to meet those grand dreams. That's so good, man. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this today. This was awesome. Uh, I, I encourage everyone to go pick up a copy of Limitless. It is amazing. And I mean, it's one of those like, it's if you change the fuel that goes into your body, it's going to affect every part of your life. This is the fuel that goes into your brain. Like this is how we improve our brain. Uh, and so it's if you're trying to improve your relationships, your parenting, your you know wealth, whatever it is, your, your body, all that stuff uh, is improved by fixing and improving your brain. So thank you for writing this and thanks for joining us today. Thank you both so much. All right. Awesome. It's been great, Jim. This is David Green for Brandon. Glad he at least remembers my name, Turner, <laughs> signing off. You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. Braving the real estate investing journey on your own can be daunting. Doubts tend to creep up and stifle your ambition. Is this actually a good deal? Did you run the numbers right? What if you can't find a tenant? Can you even afford this place? What if you lose your job? Whatever you're going through, we've all been there. And guess what? The best way to overcome your doubts and hesitations is with a healthy dose of knowledge, networking, and accountability. And that's just what you'll find in our newly released 2024 Summer Boot Camps. After these eight action-packed weeks of step-by-step guidance from expert investors, weekly video modules, live Q&As, interactive assignments, and new friends to keep you accountable, you'll be ready to tackle your first or next deal with full confidence and expertise. Choose from the small multifamily, short-term rental, or rookie boot camps and register by April 12th for the lowest prices. Head on over to biggerpockets.com slash enroll me today. That's biggerpockets.com slash enroll me. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all hosts and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. BiggerPockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.